0: This is Sophia Cassiola. And this is Michael J. Epstein. Of Blood of the Trivets And you're
1: listening to...
2: Without Your
1: Head. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by the fine people here of, of uh, Parasite Trauma, which we just watched. I should know the name. It's hard to say, though. It is. There's a lot of P's there, Parasite Trauma. But I, I like the name, and it's good to have all you guys back. All right, so we have Sam Mason Bell here. Hello. Hello. Simon Barry. i Hi. And Jessica Hunt. Good to have everyone here. Yeah, that was fun to get to watch a movie with everybody.
0: Definitely.
1: That's good. Sorry for the, for the weird intro here. We had some technical problems, but it's all working now. And I'll edit all that out and no one will know. Afterwards. Except for this part, because I'll leave this part. <laughs> but you did say that you thought this was a, 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 a cursed movie. So maybe this was part of the curse. Yeah, like
0: when you start saying lightning and then technical difficulties this film is going a nightmare from beginning to end. So, yeah. I think it's messing around with Ouija boards. It's, it's going to get you some really annoying curves. It's not full on life-changing stuff, just annoying
1: stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that's not... Yeah, you can live with that. <laughs> An annoying, a slightly annoying uh, Ouija board. It's a lot better than uh, uh, the the, death, the deadly uh, Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Had any of you used a Ouija board before the movie? You never used one before? No. I was
2: not like Yeah, favorite. I did as a teenager, yeah.
0: It's the old paper version get your glass and you draw. Oh, your really? Alphabet. and. A cat wants to, to join the, the chat. A lot to
1: say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> An animal always <laughs> pops up on the show. He, I asked him to bring the parakeet, but uh, but apparently, parakeet oh. is uh, does not like people.
0: I'll everything. Oh
2: yeah, we One got. Of the uh, other oh, Patch was in the film as well. Remember, she was superb <laughs> in the film. In the in Simon's story, does not like to be her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm a star now.
0: Don't
1: you know? Yeah, I should have got. I do have a Ouija. I actually might be able to grab it. I have a Ouija board here. It's in a bag. It might be dusty. So I apologize.
0: Nice. A light started to flicker as you brought the Ouija board
1: out. <laughs> oh <No>, really? <laughs> <laughs> they
0: should put it away, but Yeah, yeah maybe
1: maybe it's best. Have you unboxed it? <laughs> I should put it away. <laughs> okay.
0: always
1: I always you know, this is like made by Milton Bradley or something, so like how how <laughs>
0: It's a weird one how it's got, like, the almost um, urban legends attitude with it, where it is just, yeah, it's a mass corporation capitalist story. Yeah, because I don't think
1: you can even use the or, name unless you, you give, like, uh, Milton Bradley some right. Uh, pay, uh, Parker Brothers, I'm sorry, Parker Brothers. Well,
0: I hope that's not true. because
1: uh, <laughs> 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 No one watches this, so no one will know from here, you know.
0: I don't know that information.
1: That's the best way of So you said it was a curse movie. So like how long ago did you start to make it?
0: Um, well, originally, I had the concept in 2012. But I thought, like, basically, I thought, what would it be like to actually do it for real as a psychology experiment? And to film it, to document it, I thought, oh, maybe I'll be the participant. I'll do the ritual. just film myself and see what happens. And quickly, I was like, that's really unethical. You can't do that. Just in case anything happens. <laughs> or if up, nothing <laughs> happens, yeah. Oh, so, so I it's so yes. on camera. So like yeah,
1: I That's well, what I that's my that's what I would think. If something bad happens, at least it's on camera. That was what
0: I was thinking. That's why I thought I'd be the participant, because I thought well, if anything happens to me, I'm the one documenting it, you know, mm-hmm.
1: But really. then you have to have you have to have someone to take the footage and edit it and put it on yeah. YouTube or, or ah. sell it or something. But we, You're um, a survivor. Right, right, Right. you need a will.
0: (laughs) We went through so many different like casts and directors. It's just every time we were going ready to shoot, something went wrong, and it was just like, like I said, minor small things like a location wasn't available, or an actor suddenly became ill, or just for four years of this tedium of just constant things going wrong. And eventually, we got people to stick to directing and stick to acting a it, and um, yeah. it still went wrong during a production. Like Simon had problems with his inter- footage. Just some of the footage just disappeared. It just we transferred it, and it just would not work. And yeah, we lost some of the film because of that. And it's all these weird little annoying technical errors, and it just plays with annoyance. That's just, that's just the film. Yeah.
1: Was that hard to edit then? Uh, you know, to get the finished movie when you lose some of the some of the stuff you filmed.
0: It was difficult to edit, but once, like, because, again, we, we had a similar creative team for most of the films. So for some of them, either Jackson was screwing some of them, or I was crewing, some of them. Some of them. So I was working closely with directors, so we kind of got an idea of how it's going to come together. It's just, yeah, for some reason, it just had so many problems with programming. When I was editing in midway through, the program just stopped working for about two months. And I, that was during when, when lockdown happens. I was like, how oh, am I going to finish this film? the program won't open anymore and eventually it fixed there's all those annoying things that will work but not immediately but and we also decided to shoot the film on phones um, instead of shooting because originally it was all shot on DSLRs labs when we did the first one because Jackson um, jackson's first one to actually shoot in 2018. they were so sporadically shot it was just a question of there was no budget for this film whatsoever really and uh, even martin's part was like shot out of portsmouth as well because he had his own contained crew it was just a bit of a nightmare to put together. We wanted to feel so self-contained and felt like one narrative up rather than an anthology in a traditional sense. So we knew it was going to be a, a lot more work.
1: Today. Yeah, because I kind of brought Bro. that up in the chat was you, we see a lot of short uh, anthologies today where it's clear that it's made by a bunch of different people uh, that may not even made them to be part of you know an anthology. They just made a bunch of shorts and people kind of collected them to, and put them together for an anthology, which is fine. But, uh, but this feels, you know, obviously these are all connected. And so when you do have different directors, um, what, what do you do to make sure like they seem like they're in the same universe without, you know, I guess, interfering too much?
0: I suppose, like, you know, with well, casting we're, we're and getting everything together, but these are all actors who we know can do good. We know they can do good stuff because they've acted our outcomes. So, like, and I knew, for, for instance, with um, Jess and uh, Chris Mills in the first story, they had been doing a um, streaming music show called Stream Now Music Television. So they already had that chemistry. You know? So we knew they, like, And these, they were the first actors who didn't drop out of the film. They were the ones that stayed consistent throughout the whole entire time. So when you have these people you can work closely with anyway, you can just get them to pop around and have a chat about the characters. And they need the a direction for, for each director to do what they wanted to do with directing. People that have a well-rounded idea who the characters were. It's a script by myself um, with some, with each story kind of like the directors having their own sort of view on it. It really was kind of controlled in that regard to try and just keep it being like, okay, this is the same world, like I said.
2: We actually do all know each other, all the people who directed it, we are all friends as well. We've all all worked, uh, acted together in different things, we've all worked together in different ways, so we actually do all know each other.
1: And you, know, you said that Jess and, uh, and the actor who uh, p- played your boyfriend, that you guys do a music uh, okay. show together, which was clear, I think, in your musical performance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <one single> note. <laughs> <laughs> Never
0: pick up a guitar if you don't
1: know how to play a guitar. <laughs> 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 <This isn't obvious. laughs> I thought you
2: did an excellent job. I was, first,
0: right? I was, but this is the thing. Sam didn't realize that I actually have a like, a full-on phobia of singing in front of people. So oh, was, really? I can't do it. I but cannot. Not even in a joke. I was just like, what can I do? And then my brain was just like, no, any song, literally any song that I could sing in <laughs> my And that was what I came up with. Uh, <laughs> I can't say it was from my father's moment. <laughs> right. watch that. But it's what we do, isn't it? We do. We just like, I I'll look silly. <laughs> oh, no. No,
1: no, no. Well, you said that like that's what you came up with uh, at the time, and I know from talking to Sam and, and Simon before, like uh, a lot of your guys' films are um, are improv. So was this the same way?
0: No, this was actually the only script that wasn't improvised. Yeah, we like, we're, we're blind. Yeah, that's okay. uh, there were some films like um, I, there was room for the actors to obviously like change the dialogue and make it fit more to them, and because each director like Martin added certain sequences into his story because mind wanted to appeal to more of his directing side. So there was always that kind of room, but it was also like learning lines. know, you you the lines as much as you can. And uh yeah. So Simon came on to film, I think like, as always, Simon came on about a week or two just before we started shooting uh, to around lots and lots of lines, which sun doesn't like lines.
1: Uh yeah, L says here um uh the different segments ran together seamlessly and she was impressed. Jocelyn brought up, uh, when when it started, that she likes anthologies like this. I uh, just watched Amicus Productions Asylum from 1972 this morning. So were there any, um, like, films in the past that inspired the idea? Um, oddly, like, the only thing,
0: like, not didn't really inspired, I just thought, could you do an anthology in a similar way it was Pulp Fiction, where you go back to the first character you start with at the end. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, it was just, if you're documenting these people, then through those five Like, I love Down First, I love docu-hara, but yeah, there was no direct thing that was inspired in that sense. It was just like, how and tell the story in this way.
1: Yeah. And Simon said you guys are all friends. So ha- I, I've talked to Simon and Sam before, but uh, uh, Jessica, how did you get involved in Trash Arts? Uh,
0: years ago now, really. So um, I started acting in, um, it was a very short. Sort of acting, sort of position, um, but it was Angel Decay, and um, yes, yeah, so I had a great time doing that. Sort of helped with the script, and then then I had like the leading in role in the in the show, and um, yeah, so it started there, and then uh, then we sort of co-wrote Lonely Hearts,
2: yeah. and
0: that was the big one for us really, and for me as a film. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs>
1: I would, uh, yeah I have not seen yeah, yeah. it i will watch
0: it
1: do most of you uh, I know Sam not, not doesn't do a lot of acting I know he said like almost cameos and a lot of stuff but do most of you do both acting and on the um, on the creator side
0: well this was Simon's first ever
1: film oh really directing. okay
0: By acting directing yeah Never
2: directing's hard <laughs> uh, I mean I've acted since I was like 12 years old I mean so that, I'm used to it, but directing completely different. Being in charge of other people rather than being told, what well, you just do that and you're just a body. I, I'm good at that bit because I'm used to it, but being in charge of other people is really difficult. You're just a body. Yeah, <laughs> I, <forget laughs> I am. But you are when you're an actor. <laughs> 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 Director Sam tells me what to do and I do it. <laughs>
1: Does yeah, it give, give you a different look now at, at you know, a different appreciation of saying, <laughs> I guess, when he's done like gone. Well,
2: well, we live in hope now. We live in hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'd, um, I'd sort of done more directing on theatre and plays and things like that. So for me to actually start directing, um, oh, and TV. And um, so then to translate that into film, that was my first sort of film piece to co-write and co-direct. That was really cool. Then yeah. And then, and then we did another feature there. Um, right, as well yeah. yeah,
1: which I was in as well as acting in. In fact, so was Sam. Yeah, and then we were like the, the, the screen One of was it was in March? The watch for- yeah, it was one of our first things we 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 did. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I you were going to be there, but you were sick at the time, yeah. or you just didn't want to talk to me, which is understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. You'll be a sick next time this happens. it will always be sick next time.
0: <laughs> hey, we're living in sick times.
1: It's very true. <laughs> what, what was it like? Uh, I don't want to give away the movie. No, we just watch it. But what was it like uh, filming the ending of your segment where, you know, you're being like controlled by an entity?
0: Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to say whether it looks good or not. But it, at the time, like you're in your head and you're like, okay, so imagine someone strangling you. And imagine someone's launching you backwards. Obviously, you take the risk. And you don't know if you're going to that fall. That's about as exciting as it gets, really. But I'm just going to take the risk. <laughs> On my back. No. Stay tuned. Yeah.
1: Was <laughs> there was there any thought like uh, which segment goes first and second and third and so forth?
0: Yeah, actually, well, but the way we wrote it is not the way the final edit came out. We we had like rough cuts in the film for a good couple of years, so we were watching it and trying to work out the best structure for it. Originally, um, Simon's bit was right at the end, just before the last story, which was always going to be Katie's. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the characters, but the one I directed. That one was always my the last one to unity in that structure. But um, we decided that Martin's story was a little bit too heavy to have right at the beginning, and to try and like, bring in a bit of horror in the horror of the Mateo story, uh, Jackson's story, sorry and then go to a much calmer story of what Simon did and then, yeah, bring it back to more headless stuff. So, yeah, we had to have a good couple of watches just to see, you know, what is the best structure for
1: it, really. And uh, Simon's wearing his Millennial uh, Killer shirt, and uh, I I had thought he just looks like the Millennial Killer, like normally, but he set me straight. He does have more hair than he does in the Millennial Killer. I wanted to bring that up. I also like the shirt, by the way. It's very cool.
0: It's hey, great. hey, look at him. He's well
1: a <laughs> I'm wearing this my is own shirt. He's a beautiful painting. I'm wearing a
0: sense It right. is a nice painting. See, uh, yeah, he's oh smarter than me. He's, he's, he's sitting
1: uh, so you can actually see the, the whole shirt. I, I can't oh see mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, and Jessica's wearing her own shirt, too. Here's I was, was one of the proudest films, yeah. Uh-huh. You were really good
2: in dressing. I was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was a raptor <laughs> so I uh, said I don't know if you call him segment or episode but uh, part two was with Martha and um, uh, the actress I thought was was great in that and I, I thought she hadn't acted in anything because on IMDb she doesn't have you know the credits but uh, you've worked with her before yeah
0: because when you said that I was like I gotta check the IMDb I think she has, like, split IMDb's, because oh, okay. some other films she's got on one IMDb and, and then there seems to be another IMDb. So, and yeah, Tio is an amazing actress. And, again, we've done a lot of short films and she was in one of our early features, The Animals, like, in 2014. So she's someone who can post to Ragnarok's works closely with Jackson. And, again, yeah, just similar stuff. We wanted to keep the cast, like, very much people that we're good friends with, just to know knew that, that it, was, it took take a long time to get it right and to make, to, to make sure the actors would be able to connect to it with chemistry. And at the same time, there were some actors that were like doing the first film, I was like Katie, who played um, Rebecca, I think, the, the student. That was one of our first films working with her, which I signed working with Simon and stuff. I had seen her in other local films, and it was like, well, it's a cool chance to get involved with something <laughs> and in Martin's story the lead actress Eve Oliver she done a lot of stuff with uh, micro pictures who Martin's done a lot of work with so it's kind of like, oh cool we get, to them to have, get them a bit involved in some sort of way
1: how kind of nice yeah, this last year you know, I've been doing some movie stuff and you really see how important um, chemistry is with people. and if you find people like you like and also that won't be headaches I think is a big thing you know then you want to continue to work with them
0: Yes, yeah, the thing is, that there is an element of friendship, and it's it's a nice, it's a nice idea because you, you, you all want to put in, like, filmmaking is not about one person, it's like everyone trying to bring their best for whatever reason, if it's for performance or if it's for cinematography, sound, whatever. But you want to be able to get along as well, so you actually feel some sort of pride towards what you do. And um, because a lot of our, our actors do live locally to us, They'll become man and the chill and stuff, we took talk about the character a bit more and then we'll feel like why don't we do this character for a different film? It's just keeping that like community vibe when it comes to filmmaking as opposed to just you're here to do a job, I'm here to do a job. To give it more I don't know, loving feeling just to some degree when you're making nasty horrible films,
1: you right? mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's <that's> very nice. <laughs> Is the parakeet, is is your parakeet going to be one of the uh, the Trash Hearts players from now on? or? <laughs> uh,
2: it, it could be, well, more- it's a very talented parakeet, <laughs>
0: <there not> a <laughs> you not?
1: What's the <laughs> parakeet's name? I just want to call it, you know, Simon's Orwell. parakeet. What is it? Again? Orwell. Orwell. Oh, nice. Orwell.
2: Yeah. He doesn't like people, though, so I'd be... <laughs> He's been rescued so many times. That's why he's ended up with me. I'm the only person who put out one. it.
1: <laughs> and so everyone knows that he Orwell is not actually being dissected at the end of the... Yeah, no, he's still here. <laughs> as far as we know, I mean, no, we're not seeing him, but we'll take your word for <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, dur- uh, during that episode, uh, Annabelle in the chat, Annabelle Lecter, she wanted to know, um, which you talked about in the chat, but for people who weren't here, are any of the, uh, the rituals, spells, procedures true to actual Wiccan r- rituals?
0: Because um, I, I like misunderstood that question at first. but
2: It's much more Aleister like, Crowley than it is
0: Wiccan. Well, you, you, I think the initial <laughs> spells, like, so we looked at like, some black magic stuff, we were trying to look at blood rituals because we didn't want it to be, as, as we discussed, a misrepresentation of Wiccan. We wanted someone who was drifting away with that because of their own life, for instance, they wanted to go to the dark side. So we lived out some of the blood ritual stuff, um, and I believe from what I remember, because it was so long ago that we wrote the film, and Tia was pretty much from, with the film from the beginning. I think she had some uh, direction where the dialogue was going, because she wanted to make for which scene as authentic as possible. But yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, what was actually used in the sacrifice? What was uh, what was she stabbing?
0: I believe, like cause I, I wasn't on that shoot for Jackson's film. It was, uh, it was a towel. It was oh, a okay. towel and feathers wrapped in blood and just yeah, like somehow it worked. It looked really, it was, I saw it because like, he was like, "It works." It's like, nah that looks like something to steps it's, like, it's definitely some sort of, you know, something horrible is happening there, and it works. Yeah.
1: Is that something you guys are interested in? Uh, not sacrificing, but like uh, the <laughs> black magic and stuff. Because I know it was, you know, one of the other films we played.
0: I think, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's a question of right place and right time of those sort of things. And Because you're exploring, like, with, with Parasite, you're exploring whether it be a cult as a whole. So for we what well, there's different connections of why people would connect with religion boards and why not from a more religious-spiritual perspective, and in that sense, it would be more to sort of a cult level. Um, I think, again, like, even though we do have some occult elements in there, it's always more about the nastiness of what humanity is over what... Evilness and magic you we know, have because it's always in our hands in that regards, you know. Whereas I think the truth Well out was more my doing. Mm. Um, I had this whole uh, fascination with, with that whole occult side of things for a period of time. Um, was doing a lot of reading and was really enjoying the fact that there was all these archetypes and characters that um, I felt I hadn't had enough airtime in terms of uh, the media. So, I thought ours oh, was a great opportunity to create some characters based on on some of that around the That's
1: cool. Yeah, I remember at the time now, Sam said that that was like uh, something that you were interested in when yeah, we were talking. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: um, it. it's t- sort of phased out a little bit now, I'm more into something else, but um, cool that nature. She's <laughs> pr- pr- progressed.
1: I yeah. do uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, kind of afraid good. to ask to what now. I don't know. Right? <laughs> Nature,
0: just love and life. Oh,
1: okay. Right. <laughs> I thought it was going down a darker path. But... No, I made it sound
0: like
2: that. I don't know why. I, I, I think I just couldn't think of the right
1: words. All of a sudden, I was like, I'm just going to... My now stab bunny things. rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice, but... Uh... <laughs> So, uh, so the third one's Graham, which um, uh, uh, Chris, the actor, plays Graham. Uh, uh, when did you start work with him? And he's like, you just see him and you want to like the man. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. good. <laughs> he's he's like a, a lovely dog in human form. basically there's some um, Suki Jones who was in the Tree Fall Out who played um, Diana. Um, yeah, she she basically works on a little theatre group in Portsmouth. So sometimes now and then she would recommend actors to me. And one of the actors was Chris. And Chris, um, he'd been in our comedy show right here, right now, and had a couple of little cameos. We wanted to give him a role with a bit more meat. Me. That particular story was added to film much later in the script form. Well, we didn't have that story originally. We felt that we wanted something that had a bit more of a... I suppose like a, a more emotionally connecting story. Something that was a bit sadder and wasn't just like relationship-based, so it was just like one person like, experiencing loneliness and connecting with the Ouija board and connecting, with, well, trying to connect with his daughter,
2: just doesn't seem to get. I'm not sure it was originally meant to be quite as miserable as I made it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually
0: quite a nice tone, I thought. Yeah, quite a am place.
2: I'm not sure I'm a horror director, I think I'm more of like a, a miserable director. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Misery Man. All
0: right. misery yeah. director.
1: Yeah. Well, so I grew up in the 90s, and that. that's like what all the music was about at the time. It was just about feeling bad. <laughs>
2: okay, a music video. All right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah and that came up before Go on, sorry. So, uh,
2: continuing with the curse, is that when we were first went to film that segment, we, we got a small room to film it in, and we got the cats that have to be kept in the room. Like, oh, great, the cat's really reactive to the, like, the movement and everything. It was really good. Chris, the actor, oh, I'm allergic to cats. And like, oh, my God, what do you mean you're allergic to cats? <laughs> it's like you slowly see his eyes start to puff up that we were filming. Think, well, we need to finish this really quickly or we're going to kill him.
1: <laughs> Jesus, I feel bad. I feel was, bad for Chris. No. I feel bad for him anyway, but no, yeah. And I feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it came up. Uh, Annabelle said, I really dig this story. So sweet. Makes me feel worried for him. And Elle said, I like this character. Unfortunately, I imagine something dreadful is going to happen to him. And uh, that really adds to the story, though, because, you know, if you don't feel something for the character, you're not really going to care so much what happens to him. But if you really like him or attach to him, you know, you don't want to see bad things happen.
0: It made me so happy when she said that because I'm going go, oh, good, the story's done what it needs to do. Because by that point, you kind of get, okay, this thing's going to him up somewhere. It's this horrible demon that likes to switch in different kind of ways. So when you like the person with a of you know something bad's going to happen. I like that. I like that story. You're hoping by that point, they're kind of tuned in to where the story's <clears> at. <throat> yeah, and uh,
1: and you feel, you know, it's... Uh it's a downer, but you know, done in a good way, which you, in yeah, this movie, you do a lot of stuff with, you know, things you don't necessarily see on camera.
0: Yeah. And the, well, the thing is, well, we, I wanted to write it like it was a drama. So each story was like two piece character drama, where it was very much a relationship based thing. It's stuff in that one location. You had to experience the characters and get to know them first. And then the, the, the horror was like secondary to it. Um, I think that's why, like, it's quite—it's quite quite a miserable story. There isn't much happiness, but then demons don't like happiness, so it's—it's—it's what what, what—it's playing with evil. And when you play with evil, I don't feel like it's necessary to show. Plus, I also want to show how unethical the whole experiment is, as people commented, like, it's not a good idea. It's a terrible idea what she's doing. (laughs) She should be doing it. She's already like. Clearly, having some issues in her own life is a bad idea, but that's what makes it horror. It's one of the worst ideas. So let's let's film the worst idea right
2: now. Everything's will be So which, I, which brings you very nicely to the next story, in which is the opposite because you, you hate the man so much you want something absolutely <laughs> yeah you're you're to waiting for for him to get yeah, yeah which heart, is another part heart. of horror too.
1: A lot of times you know you're you're <laughs> wanting the the characters to get
2: killed. Yeah. <laughs> You really want them to die horribly. <laughs> they deserve to die.
1: <laughs> right. And uh, the 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 actor in that he does a very good job, as you mentioned, as playing a, a real wanker, which is more yeah, of an English word. <laughs> so, what uh, what made you think he was right to play uh, that character?
0: That was actually Martin's choice because mine shot the film outside of Portsmouth. We, we auditioned the main actress, um, and Eve was the best actress for it. But he decided to go with um, Mark Magnuson, I believe that's his name. And um, yeah, it was a real surprise to me, because I just watched the film and was like, wow, this guy's perfect. He was exactly what was necessary. Because again, when we were going to shoot the film in Portsmouth, like originally, we had a whole different kind of cast so I thought were perfect when I was writing it. And yeah, like Martin just found probably the better option at the end of the day, so... No, I was really happy with, with that guy. Because he he, like, he came across as the right kind of Britishness. And I think that's what that needed.
2: really means to have that proper, like, the lads in, in English culture. Unpleasantly beautiful. believable. It was yeah. Unpleasantly yeah. believable. No.
1: And again, again, you really showed, you know, the, uh, the horror of domestic violence in that one without, um, a lot of it's off camera, which you, you just hear what's going on. And I think that's uh, a lot of times more powerful.
0: Yeah, I was really curious of how Martin was going to kind of approach it with, with that particular part of the story, because I obviously just wrote the initial script and saw that that's where the story goes, and then he adapted it to how he wanted it to go. And, um yeah, I could tell it was something that mine knew he had to be sensitive with it and to make sure it was the right actions and not to be too stereotypical and archetypal and not too like, I suppose too dramatic to the point where it just becomes unbelievable and you're just sort of drawn into almost melodrama. I, I think you've got a nice balance of being able to steer away from that. Hopefully
1: others will agree. we we'll yeah, yeah. uh, Oh, I have your quote here. Simon said, this guy plays a total wanker really well. Okay. The, <laughs> I'm
2: cool. a wise man, Neil. I'm a wise man. <laughs> you are a wise man. <laughs> so you're okay. very quotable
1: man. I'm So I go on the box of the, the cover. This guy plays a total anchor <laughs> really well. Yes. Uh, Vic says uh, justice is a great theme in horror.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, he was uh, during the thing. He said he was hoping for a ghost or demon or whatever uh, to do horrible things to him. Uh, and Annabelle says uh, it was a uh, really uh, good uh, makeup effects for the bruising on his back.
0: Yeah, we got um, Katie Johnson, who did um, does pretty much most of the makeup for most of what I know, HB Films and what Mike does, and also recently we've worked with her a lot, and she always kind of like... She's fantastically good. Yeah, you give her something she wants to dive into, and she'll dive into it and give everything you need for it. And I think um, a lot of the other stories, we didn't want to make them too like, heavy on the makeup and on special effects, but this story, you did it. So it's kind of nice that that one kind of goes more into the actual scene, violence, and seeing the bruising and stuff like that, whereas the other story is kind of a bit more psychological. I mean, the first story has its borderline sexual elements. The first story, to me, is the most lightest story because it's kind of silly. And it's like, you think, because all the attention is being put onto Jess's character, and Chris's character and still a bit of a laugh, I thought it was a bit, you know, darkly comical that he's the one who gets horribly... Abused by the demon at the end of that story. Maybe I'm very one-finds that kind of fun. But it's only because everyone assumes, oh, it's going to be coming towards your character. But instead, you get so
1: Yeah, definitely. And then, like you said, uh, if you have something that's a more, little more lighthearted, I think it makes the, uh, the horror of the rest of the stories even stand out more.
0: I think it's also whipping when you write something. Like, I know that Jackson finds his story kind of amusing too because he sees Habib, the character that she eventually sacrifices. It's called Karen, which we didn't realise when we wrote it, but obviously, you know, Karen's got his own uh, meanings now. Um, yeah, no, he just finds the humour in just how, like, how much she hates her. It's just weird sort of battle that they have between each other. And, yeah, as the creator. Just finds we'll, we'll, you watch a story that's dark enough enough time, you're going to laugh at it a few times because you've just seen it too much and you can't be sensitized for it. So there's some
1: dark humor running under it. Wherever anyone would agree, I'd say there are moments you can go, it's oh, kind of funny, maybe." All right. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking to a nasty Neil, so I find humor <laughs> a lot of bizarre things.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you're a really lovely, Neil. Yeah. Thank you're you. Really I do, lovely. I do get that a lot. That people say, why, "Why are you, why are you nasty?"
1: Well, I appreciate that. It's better than if they would just say, "Well, clearly, I know why you're called Nasty Neil." Then. <laughs> And then I'd probably have to worry, I guess. <laughs> it's been suggested to change it to other names, but it, they never roll off the tongue. Like, yeah, you know, not not right, yeah. Annabelle suggested yeah, Sweet nice. Meal and I was like, that's <laughs> nice, but I can't be do a horror show and be like, hey I'm sweet uh, meal. Like, no. <laughs> sweet meal. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> And so the uh, the final uh, the story is really about uh, the person who's, you know, kind of starting all of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I wanted to do that whole fiction film going back to her because it's really, she's the one who put the experiments together. And by being like fully part of it, it, it brings the whole story around quite nicely. And again, you assume from the beginning, oh, so we don't know anything about her, we don't know what her emotional state is when she's going into this. <laughs> and because like, because it's one of those things where you're just getting a month of someone's life, you don't necessarily know anything before or after that time, so they will have other things going on in their lives and other kind of concerns. And we wanted to play with that, that idea that she clearly come from so much in such a, a direction of science, that even any of this ludicrous persona immediately, but clearly there's, there's like fractures within that, with, with her having a more religious family background. So it's always that kind of clash. Because it's a horror film is obviously the paranormal is going to win over from science. And it's kind of nice to have her crumbling quite quickly. And then one thing I kind of noticed is that apart from Chris Wren's character, most of the male characters are very much toxic and dickheads, basically. And uh, Simon plays a good dickhead i t- uh, I was going to uh, say I
2: play. Uh, I'm a right dick in that one. He's a right, he's a right knob <laughs> <but NBA. laughs>
0: You don't realise how like much of a dickhead the men are until you watch it back in life. Oh, oh, he's it. harsh. He's nice,
2: actually. He's, he's harsh. He's a dreadful person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he tries to be an intellect. I wanted him to come across like he thinks he's an intellect. He thinks he's better than all of us. But really, he's
1: just a drunk. A drunk he's guy.
2: not very
0: nice at all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You seem like a like a good guy. In, in reality, you could be Sweet Simon. That rolls off the tongue. <laughs> of you
0: know?
1: yeah, I, I stop it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that yeah. fun to play? Uh, to play the dick in the in the movie?
2: Oh, it's, my, it's always more fun to play someone who's kind of a bit edgy. You want that kind of edge? You get into it, and it, it gives you that way into the character quite easily. No one wants to sit around, you don't want to be the nice guy all the time. There's <laughs> no much <Not> fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so, uh, We've
2: got no,
0: Longhurst in as well um, to play the Dad. You see, when Longhurst did films with Michael J. Murphy, who's a poster filmmaker for like 30 years back. So he's been making films in, in this city about that, meant, like, gone around the world with video and Arsenal in the 80s. So it's really cool to have him cameo in it. Um, because he brings that. You know, he's he's just got
2: that creepiness to it. Well, as a person, <laughs> the person, person not creepy at all. So he's very funny. But that when he's acting, he bringing in that creepiness immediately and have probably seen just thirty years. What creepiness, I guess. Yeah. It was really good to see that that, that someone noticed that he was at the window. That that yeah, scene, no we were really done. worried that he
1: wouldn't notice. Well, right. time. Yeah, I I did notice the first time, and I. You know, then later on, I noticed that it wasn't. But when I first noticed, I was like, is that a crew member that we're not supposed to see? <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't, because he was, was a creepy-looking guy at the window. Yeah. I was okay, like, that was a creepy, a creepy crew member. Man. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. And I was I was happy, too, that they noticed that in, in the chat.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so um, you guys played at the, uh, America House, uh, I think is the name of the festival?
0: Yeah, yeah, that that what it's called? Because I always call it Hoots. doesn't sound <laughs> You're good, right. You're
1: probably correct. Uh... <laughs> I think I've
0: got it wrong. I think I've got it horribly wrong. Yeah, they uh, last week. And unfortunately, it was like 230 a.m., so I don't know how it went down. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. And so it's literally the start of like, sending out festivals. Obviously, most of them are online, but we're hoping to get it out there a bit more. And then it'll be down for release next year.
1: You know, obviously, how does that affect you guys? Because you guys, you know, a lot of your stuff plays at festivals normally, and it's a strange world at the moment.
0: And yeah, It's a good one, because obviously we, we can't always get to the festivals, even by the That's ones true. in the UK. Hey, sometimes the funds just aren't there It's just go, right, let's all just travel to this place and afford to go here and afford to go there. So, in some ways, what five and online
2: festivals, at least you know they're happening. We're got to embrace the online stuff, haven't we? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, don't get cursed.
1: <laughs> sorry, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's just got... Yeah. I don't know. He's back from... He's a burglar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least we'll have it on camera, if anything bad happens. <laughs> okay.
0: You have to realize we're live. <laughs> oh, sorry. Didn't
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> Did you just
1: Fine. I like that he says sorry and he just stays there I'm
0: the average. So it's person. an open door <laughs> policy. My my trash house. He's um, made some he's in quite a few films. Maybe so. we
2: just wander in and out. Yeah, he's <laughs> on the picture,
0: he may have sex this. <laughs> I I just that's him. That's him. That's oh him.
2: that's him, alright. very I cool.
0: Usually, I usually just turn up.
1: <laughs> that's how. That's how you got in the movie. You just walked yeah, in and they're yeah. like, "Hey, get wow. over here." Uh, <laughs> I, don't,
0: cats, I own the cats. Yeah,
1: oh, okay. is. <laughs> He's the cat wrangler. <laughs>
2: I'm the cat, uh-huh. He's our <laughs> specialist cat handler.
1: <laughs> so the rebranding <laughs> to Stash Arts didn't last long. You lost the mustache.
2: <laughs> no, I.
0: I genuinely thought I had a face for a mustache, but I don't. So yeah, I just all right. gave up. Right. Yeah, like it, oh, and, and the smile—you know, you enjoy. Yeah, just didn't work. It just, made my, it just made, my fat, made my face feel really fat. and then I tried <laughs> and thought, like, I look
1: like. I think I don't think a mustache works for very many people. I think it's probably yeah. more the minority. Oh, I have, that I have,
0: works. Like a really heavy
1: characterised... Yeah, type. yeah, what? like a yeah, what? like a big handlebar mustache or something. No.
0: Well, like maybe if you're drawn for me, waters it, like
1: it might work but like a pencil yeah. mustache But I think you made the right choice is what I'm saying
2: <laughs> it looks better with the goatee so honestly
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where does um, where does the movie go from here Paras- para- psych- trauma.
2: Parasite Trauma
1: it's not trauma easy to say. to say plus I'm not very smart
0: so. it should be coming out from uh, Darkseid releasing next year
1: Oh, Okay, cool. Um, they
0: have a firm date right from YouTube. Um, well, they haven't announced when their fans are in that, but we're hoping to have it out with them next year. And yeah, like, hopefully, they're and promoted to continue on a festival circle and get out there to a few places, really. And uh, yes, and I'll probably reach out to some of you as well and see if we can get some of you out for it.
1: Uh, Bob in the chat here says, uh, how's, how's the senseless shoot going uh, during this time?
0: Since this went awesome, and we, we had the shoe two weeks ago. It was a five-day shoe. Um, it was a heavy shoe. Uh, it was not a, a nice experience for mine. mine. had to be like buried alive. And I added. just I felt like I, I should peer my head back in there. No, <laughs> that, that was not fun. It was not a fun shoe for me. I, I swore it sound a lot. It was nighttime as well, and it was dark, and it was cold, and, and there was bugs. There's bugs. There was a lot of bugs.
1: Oh, oh bugs. bugs. I don't There's mind the cold dog. and the dark too much. The bugs I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, <laughs> tell
0: me about
2: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
1: England. They're only like
2: wood lice. They're not dangerous. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, all right, all right, Simon. Why you go and do it then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we stop? I had a good time
1: in London when I was uh Everyone told me the food was bad, but uh, I, I don't think I had a bad <laughs> meal when I was in London. I
0: always have next to actually British food. I mean, you should go to Ireland. Ireland has lovely food. the <laughs> 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 Irish dress, of course. Yeah. Potatoes. But, abide, and... but, yeah. but, yeah, you should definitely come down to Portsmouth, though. Like you said before, if you want to get involved with, um, if
1: you want to come down with Cameo. Or... Yeah, yeah, I would love to. That'd be yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, we, we, i can't a right cool now place, they, they, like, they, yeah, they yeah,
1: won't well, let me course. there because i'm an american but
0: <laughs>
1: there's a lot of uh, idiots here in the country at the moment but... <laughs> we we sympathize with you we got
2: a few here mate honestly you're not alone we got a few here too yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, i don't drink anymore though so i won't be going to the pubs last Sorry, time i was there i was a heavy drinker but
0: it's uh, still not the safest idea, to sell the pubs anyway.
1: Might as well just. That's post- that's them. very true. Yeah. So, uh, senseless. Uh, by the way, do you guys uh sell the shirts anywhere?
0: Um. Yes. I don't know where. But,
1: uh, <laughs> very good salesman.
0: Sam. I believe you can get on the Indiegogo site. I think you can still. I think you still on there. I'll find out and send the link. On.
1: It's on the internet, mate. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of know. that thing, the internet. I, I think yeah, it might yeah. just be a yeah. fad that these kids are into. We'll find out. We'll see if it has any staying power. And <laughs> you know, where can people follow Trash Arts or any of you? You can uh, check out our
0: website, Trasharts.co.uk, which gives you kind of a link
2: to
1: all of the, our older work, and
0: um, we're, we're all on there. Yeah, and uh, YouTube channel Trash Arts Portsmouth, Facebook Trash Arts UK, I think that's the same for Instagram and Twitter is Trash Arts yeah. Film. Slash Trash Arts obviously just just as Oh yeah, so um on Facebook just search my name Jessica Hunt. Not uh not word, but um you'll find me. And um yeah, on, on Instagram you will look for uh creative oddballer and that's me. Um, I actually forget what
1: my Twitter handle is. I'm very rarely on it. But, um, I'm not a fan absolutely. of the Twitter either. I know. Uh, yeah. I like, especially cl- clearly when I call it the Twitter. The,
0: yeah, right. I'm literally just I'll scroll through. Like, Who are these
1: people? And then, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I know. I should use it to promote the show, but I just don't enjoy being on it. So, no, no i of it. I like it. Oh, so Sam's a big he doesn't know his own way his where the could buy his shirts, but he's all about the Twitter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Or you can just walk in your into your place apparently, if you want to follow you.
0: Yeah, the door's always open. <laughs>
1: all right well this has I been just great walk in the back door every time i just come in and out
2: the back gate and i oh, simon's there again yeah i mean <laughs> you find <laughs> me making a cup of tea
1: <laughs> I can go for a cup of tea but... <laughs> well this has been great it was uh good to talk to you guys again and good to uh talk to you for the first time jessica Yes, yeah, yeah. and uh thanks again for letting us uh show the movie and i know we'll play some more stuff for you guys down the road Is it not-
2: Neil, it's an honor. It's an honor. Oh, <laughs> We're, not, honor. Worthy. We're oh. not worthy. We're not worthy.
1: Keep it up. Keep it up. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you guys soon. It's been great. Thank you, and thank you everyone for watching.
0: Bye, bye. Love you. See
1: you, everyone. Bye. bye. Night. I know it's late for you guys, so good night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, The Tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world
2: horror for the New World Order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley we should
0: have listened. Sit here on a lie. Now we're gonna die. The Tomb of Nick Cage. Roughly, they're coming night! Roughly, they're coming night! Roughly, they're coming night! Roughly! Find out on Facebook,
2: Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. Mostly. They're coming night!